0: Howdy folks, today we're gazing into the crystal ball to figure out what the future holds for photography with one of the greatest names in the business, right after this. Welcome to Camera Take, where we bring you the insider scoop on all things photography and videography giving you a unique opportunity to stay ahead of the curve. We've spent literally hundreds of hours interviewing some of the most renowned photographers of our time giving you access to knowledge and expertise that's not available anywhere else. As always, I'm your host, Kirsten Nuts, and if you well, if you're like me and you enjoy free podcasts and YouTube content, Then you can become a supporter of the show by buying us a coffee over on buymeacoffee.com forward slash camera shake to help us create more exciting episodes for you. But of course, you're more than welcome to say no, no hard feelings. Just know that your support really does make a difference. Now, without further ado, though, let's give it up for today's special guest—the Emmy Award-winning educator, Adobe Senior Designer, Smartphone Photography Trailblazer. Give it up for the Creative Overlord himself, Russell Preston Brown. Russell, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> to have you on the show, man. How are you? you
1: hear audio here of an audience you get screaming or yelling or clapping. I think. Oh, can you insert one there? one hundred percent. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> I'd like to have that. Um, uh, thank you for that intro. Uh, hello again. Um, uh, it's a, the end of a new year. It's time for us to chat again, isn't it? Absolutely. We should make this a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> our new, it's our December our getting ready for the new year. We'll call it the getting ready for the new year as a digital photographer um, podcast. Um, I am ready. I am more than ready. I'm excited. I am. I, I'm, uh, do you have your list of questions for me or are we just getting right into the conversation? Oh, we're just getting uh, right I, into it. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass this back to you to set the stage and then i'm i'm jumping in and making my opening statement <laughs> 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 phenomenal Go
0: well i mean we had a conversation not too long ago and um, and you know i think what we've realized is that since we spoke last a lot has happened it's incredible all of the things that have that have come along and happened even just in the last year or year and a bit you know talk about ai we talk about uh, you know uh, new iphones and all the rest of it technology seems to have just leapt forward on you know progress seems to have kind of progressed at an exponential rate what is going on
1: is what i want to know <laughs> the, these are wonderful times that we live in um i am blessed that i was born at this time uh, to see all of this and to get to play with all of this i you, i think you probably agree with me there but i'm an old timer and um Goodness, this is. I'm moving on to my 39th year at Adobe. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess I should just go for 40. What do you think? And so um, I look at the technologies over these 39 years, and I, I can, and I think back on the moment that we both saw layers in Photoshop 3, and I'm comparing that 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 earthquake of that moment to today's um, generative fill AI inside of Photoshop. It has changed my life. It has changed my workflow. And, um, uh, as I said on the today show in 1990, um, they were interviewing me because Photoshop was launching. I said, um, to the host, I said, um, I love these tools and I will never give them up. And um, I must agree that I'm going to say that again um, to today. Um, Here's my, I have to to start with my opening statement about AI. And are you ready? (laughs) Let's go. Um, um, I see, I've been posting a lot of things with AI on Instagram and Facebook. And you can get a variety of responses to it some of them positive, some of them negative. But I've taken an attitude that this is a new tool. It's a creative new tool. It allows me to do things faster and with, um, I think, better accuracy sometimes. This is not... I did not... Uh, I Let me restate that. I would always import new imagery into my own photography i would go out and look for stock photography this new generative fill in photoshop has merely given me this resource of stock photography at my fingertips and i can just type it in and boom i've got a cloud i've got a a cat we do cats very well by the way um and it's just this resource i can grab onto and put into my images however i have to state each time i post an image that it is my original image that i have then augmented with generative fill because i seem to be the the everybody who wants to jump every troll who wants to jump up onto the bridge and and attack me wants to make sure that I (laughs) am telling them exactly what I'm doing. And so I have made a habit of always stating that it is a composite generative fill. But we both know that others aren't doing that. So where am I going with this? The bottom line is this is a creative tool. It's here to stay. You can criticize me. You can jump on the bridge as a troll and hate me. But this is... This is the same as being in the darkroom in the 1970s, as I was, and I was using overlays and copying the likes of Jerry Yulesman in the 70s. I was manipulating my images. I think other photographers were manipulating their images in the darkroom. I don't see any difference than today. I just think you have to be honest with your users that you're using generative fill, and that's the bottom line uh, to creativity. Um, So I will continue to be creative. I think others should be creative. I'm not inspiring others to lie about their digital photography. I'm inspiring others to use it and then tell us that they did. Okay. There's my opening statement. (laughs) (laughs) So it goes on and on. Um, it just that I had some pretty brutal attacks, <laughs> and I had to unfriend people, I, I, and um, and block them because I was just didn't want to hear their ranting. Um, yeah, it's, it, well, I I mean, mean, it's, it's
0: really interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? How um, how something like MI has really split people's opinions. You know, um, it's you, you know, and and I fully agree with you that the, the whole idea of enhancing an image isn't anything new. I mean, this goes back to, to the days of the darkroom, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, when very often when people are not necessarily involved in photography ask me about AI and, you know, um, but, you know whether I use it in my photography, and I always say like, well, like, I mean, you know, it, previously it used to take me four hours to do that in Photoshop, and now it takes me two minutes. That's,
1: very often and that th- is the case. Th- there we have it. Think of those things that we used to struggle at blending two images together. Wow. Yeah. Or removing something. Do you know how many times, <laughs> how many hours did we both spend trying to get in detailing out something that was in the photograph that was intertwined uh, um, with the surrounding background? Gosh. Oh, the, the, that reminds me of the early days of stone knives and bearskins in the 70s when i used rub down type to do um you know advertisements um crazy old time stuff yeah so um i think there's two sides of it there's the side that um automation improving f- making something tedious faster and more immediate versus where I go in and I replace a sky, um, is both of those were, were true in the past, but, um, is the fact that we're making it easier for everybody to replace a sky or to uh, place something into their image. Is that empowering them, um, to do bad things? Um, here I go. here we go. Here we go off on my other statement. Adobe can come out <clears throat> with an amazing hammer and we're going to give it to all these people. T- they're going to build a house with this hammer or they're going to destroy a house with this hammer. We, it's an amazing tool to um, to create with. And so each is going to choose the direction they go with it. Um, I can also point out the early days, you know, I've been around a long time. <laughs> I can take you back to the day when typography was done on an offset and typography was done by a typesetter, and you had to send in instructions to get a block of text. And along comes desktop publishing, um, uh, 1985, and you could set your own text on a Macintosh and um, uh, set it, and everybody uh, said, oh, the world's ending, the world's ending. People have control over typesetting. It's the world's ending. (laughs) Incidentally, my dad was actually a trained typesetter. So that's oh,
0: yeah, so that's did, uh, that's what he did. And I, I still have his um I mean he's unfortunately he's no longer with us, but I still have his um his whatever you call it, like his um draft. His yeah, his book that he that he made when he was studying and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: all oh, with um, all
0: different designs and fonts and types and all that kind of stuff. So did it's very set, interesting.
1: Did he set the type physically with the each letter? Okay, the the offset. He didn't do um then along came digital type where you actually typed into a computer and it set the type for you using codes um that was uh the next phase but he was more of the the typesetter he set. yes he was in he was in the industry when that change
0: happened so if you imagine you know he was basically a a traditional typesetter let's say in the early 70s and then that change started to happen throughout the late 70s um and then of course and then of course desktop publishing became yeah. very big throughout the he, 80s and you know
1: and then just, he uh, question about your father did he follow with it did he trans transition with it or did he resist it
0: and so he actually he he stayed in the same industry uh, for a long time but he kind of changed um he then started working for a company called Z-Med. they used to make big uh, um printing machines and that sort of thing uh-huh. so he was basically then more into um looking after uh, print studios at a time. So that's, that's kind of what you did uh, when all yep. that technology was... But, you know, back in the day, I mean, you got to remember that, you know, the computing power necessary to do some of those things,
1: it would have, like, taken up a whole room back then, I you did. know, we in the early days. We couldn't have into a yet, but um, that's when Apple and Adobe came together to make that publishing um, uh, happen. And, wow. Uh, and I, and I, watching this all take place in this transformation happening before me in the last 39 years. Uh, that's what's incredible. I, I can't even imagine that I went to school in the dark ages, of the, as I call the stone knives and bearskins. <laughs> we came to class with those. Um, boy, things have changed. So I think there is change. We've seen change. I think we have accept change, and this change is not going to destroy the world, as some of my followers believe. This this change is going to empower creatives. And what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I I think that purely from, you know, if you bring some social behavior science into the whole thing, you know, I sort of understand that um, humans generally are change-adverse. So, any new thing that comes along, the initial reaction will be, well, hang on a second. What kind of impact is that gonna have on life as I know it right now? Because something's yeah. gonna change. Um but of course what happens is as we get used to the new way things are being done, then you know, eventually we'll sort of start to understand the, you know, the creative advantages that we have. So, you know, good examples, we we're talking about, you know, this situation like typesetting and the the way print was done in the early seventies and before that. And yeah. you know it's interesting. Actually, I mentioned um, my my dad's um, like a book that he had in a way had all of his art book and all the stuff that he did whilst he was at college learning all this stuff. And it's interesting, you know, because he did a whole lot of different art projects. So there were, you know, uh, I don't know anything from like a newspaper article to flyer designs and stuff. You know, you realize that even in the sixties and early seventies or whatever, you know, people still made flyers. They still printed t-shirts. They still did all of that kind of stuff they just did it in a different way so it's not like we're doing anything different it's just that we can do things better more detailed yeah. you know we can we can we can really let our creativity and our fantasy run riot and yeah. we can actually realize all these things you know you can take that into just in my view you know you can look at just about any um visual industry whether that's you know whether that's movies for example you know whether it's television whether it's the thing that we're doing right now, podcasting, I mean, all of, these, all of these media-driven you know, elements wouldn't be possible was it not for or were it not for the uh, progress in technology. Yeah. And just as a designer or a photographer or a filmmaker, you know, um, you, eventually you're going to have, I mean, you can either, just my view, you can either embrace those those, uh, those new developments, you know, and allow yourself to mm-hmm. be even more creative, or mm-hmm. you can reject them. And actually, th- there is something positive to that as well. You can yeah, reject it. those things if you want to basically stay true to what you think is the right way to do things for yourself, which is why you can still go and buy film. I mean, if anybody, if anybody wants to shoot film, it's great. Go for it. If that's the thing that
1: drives you, absolutely 100%, you know, totally. We both will have friends, photographers who will choose to not use generative fill They're also the same people we know who will not remove a telephone pole from their photographs or a telephone line. They won't remove a piece of paper lying on the ground. They're purists. I, I have, I know these, but you know one? Oh, absolutely, 100%. And, um, but there's, such, there's the line uh, that we need to draw here. Uh, there's this point where I'll be creative. Up to this point, where if this photo on the other side is editorial or um, proof of fact, then we do not go across that border. That is, uh, my, if I'm in the news industry or anything related to fact, then I'm not. Uh, that is, a, do not cross that line. And I think Adobe doesn't and wants to help people to not cross that line with these initiatives. These um, initiatives they're putting out and inserting there's now metadata in every Photoshop file, and it is locked metadata. Did you know that? I didn't realize it was locked. I didn't know that. It, yeah, apparently we are locking the metadata into our images so that it knows that genitive fill has been run on this image and it's deeply embedded in the image and you can't erase it. Did I? Uh, did I can I tell the public this? Oh, yes. oh 100%. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. So um, that's pretty exciting and Adobe's um, on top of that issue and we have to be, we have to, uh, we've taken that that role in this whole process because we're coming out with these tools and I love the fact that we're taking the ethical role with the photography itself in that we're only sourcing and we're uh, training our AI only on photographs that we own and that are in the Adobe stock library. Um, And we're also including copyright free images that are available um, to us. We even recently, Adobe, took out all generative fill images from our library. We had some early generative fill images that some of our contributors put into the library. So there was that feedback loop. Generative fill was working off of generative fill, working off of generative fill. Sooner or later, you're going to get some cats that have um, uh, not only 12 paws but you know um 12 eyes after i i that in (laughs) a little bit of inbreeding going on with Jennifer. so um i'm uh, i'm glad that um it's i i'd like to you know it's nice to be with a company that's going to be concerned with that and are we pointing fingers at others yeah you can make some amazing things with these other applications out there um but um where was it sourced
0: from <laughs> yeah and this, i think this is this is of course where you know the, the criticism um initially you know came from what still comes from is, is this, this this thought of well okay so what if you are a news outlet you know what, what yeah. if like how can we prove that the image that we're looking at um yeah. is is actually authentic and you know we all know that there are you know, platforms and, and uh, occasions where things are being passed off as true when, oh. when they're not true. And what do they call it nowadays? Is it an alternate truth or something like that? And you go, well, that doesn't make any sense to
1: me. No. <laughs> is this thing real or is it not? We yeah. are in the age of we're in the age of lies and um, 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 misinformation. Misinformation, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's really terrible. And um, as our political um, uh, uh, the atmosphere changes next year for the U S it's, I'm, we're going to see some crazy things. I'm sure the AI is going to manipulate and, uh, um, alter the way in which people vote, which is pretty scary. Um, was I involved with that in the development of Photoshop? Who knows, who knows what somebody evil will do. I think I'm a pretty good judge of, judging whether something has been altered with AI, but the other day, and I don't know if you've been caught, I saw a most amazing photograph, a portrait uh, that had been done, you can appreciate this. And um, I looked at that portrait and said, oh my gosh, what an amazing model, what amazing light. I'm zooming in um, to see the reflections in the eyes and I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute. This computer did an amazing job on this portrait, but they missed on the reflections in the eyes. Um, I'm sure now that I'm saying this, the computers are gonna be listening to me, they're gonna change the way they do things. Have you seen a photograph that astounded you uh, and you had to take a double take? Has that moment oh, happened to you? Yeah. Oh. Only very recently, uh, very, very yeah. recently. Um, in fact, only
0: a few days ago, I, um, oh. I went to a, uh, a print competition um, with my at my local camera club, All and um and I came across a portrait of of a friend of mine. I won't mention the name, <laughs> but if you're listening, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'd use it as a as an example, but you know. So he goes anyway. An amazing portrait, really an amazing portrait. Um, huh. And um and it only a so I give you some context. So a, a couple of weeks earlier, I taught uh, a okay. studio lighting workshop um, where I did. a, Particular lesson on gels, um, okay. especially using multiple multiple colors and so on. And so forth. Anyway, so I I saw this this portrait and I thought, oh, it's amazing! It's an amazing uh, portrait of a of a female um, with sort of a a stripe of um, purple light across the center of the face and then I think um, if I remember correctly it fell off to some blue uh, on the sides and I was thinking that sounds great, it's amazing you know and I was thinking wow this is like it's a really great application of of gel lighting only then to be told afterwards that that was just that was done in, in Photoshop afterwards. This wasn't even necessarily using AI it was just like you know it was It's just a Photoshop job after the fact. And I remember thinking, oh, 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 I'm a little bit disappointed now. (laughs) Just just another way, because it's it's still a
1: phenomenal picture. Honestly, phenomenal portrait. See, it happens to us. I go in and I'm changing skies, I'm changing foregrounds. Look at my Instagram today. By the way, that's dr underscore brown. Look at Today, I have um, I couldn't get some models out to the desert where it's flooding in Death Valley, so I brought the flooding to them. And half of me is a little bit guilty, <laughs> and the other half is, this is pretty cool. Um, so we both caught ourselves, we love AI, but we don't want to be fooled, yet we're trying to fool others. Our, 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 that's pretty bizarre. Uh, um, uh, how to define? Can can I sit on the couch? Can you define why I'm trying? I'm not trying to fool others, but yes, I am trying to fool others.
0: I, I think I love- for
1: me, I tell you what, I tell you what it was for me. For me, it was like this
0: thing where. Uh, initially, I looked at this particular image, this portrait, right. and I thought, wow, there's a lot of skill involved. That's what I thought. It's like this right. is actually difficult. You know, it's difficult to light something like that. It's, the lighting was really bad, and, and actually, not to take anything away from the actual portrait, the, the initial uh, lighting of it was very well done. So it was actually, you know, it was a very well shot portrait. And even without the color, the addition of the color, it would have still been a really great portrait. Um, the, the color was just what made it really pop for me, and I thought, "Wow, this is pretty cool." And I kind of thought, "Wow, you know, there's a lot of skill involved in that." And then, you know, and then uh, it was almost like, you know, it's like somebody like popped the balloon, and I kind of thought, "Oh well, yeah, that's not hard to do in Photoshop." <laughs> I thought, mm, okay, you know, maybe you know, not so much. Um, skin, but...
1: You you brought up a, a point here. Uh, I don't want AI to take over my world, and I'm not going to type in, um, uh, Mar- uh princess on Mars holding a frog. I'm, I'm not going to type that in and make an image. I'm going to start with my own image. And I'm, I, will, I will always start with my own image. Listen to me say this. I will never give up my vinyl records. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will always start with my own image because I want to go grab something. As you said, it starts with a good image. I, I think you have to start with a good image and then you can add things to it. Can I take a bad image and make it a really great image with AI? Huh. Do I have this skill? Sometimes I wonder. I think there's a point of I take a a, a thousand pictures to get one frame that I like. You know, the the gesture, the movement, the smile on the face. And so... Uh, that's my starting point that's a really great photo and then I'm going to add something to it I did that with my own portrait the other day I found a really great portrait and then I I said to myself I wish I had a guitar in the shot so I make a selection and add the guitar to add to the story so I took a great photo and I think made the story better with it Um, yikes yeah um, I think, um, yeah. D- d- am I am I dangerous?
0: <laughs> am <laughs> I think. Anyway, again, not, not too long ago, I, I came across um, a, a mutual friend of ours who designs yeah, movie posters. Whoa, no I names say. are ever mentioned. No names. No, don't
1: I mentioned a name I, once, and yeah. I had to tell the podcaster to delete that podcast cuz i mentioned oh, the no. name so no no you'll regret mentioning anyone's oh, name yeah. i don't mention any names so but let's I, talk I tell about, you about this I know this guy in norway by the way and you don't want anything to do with him no. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so um so i came across um i came across some uh, movie posters actually on netflix I, I there was a particular show i watched on netflix and the one thing um that really struck me was the the cover art like the you know yeah. Uh, the the cover art for this particular TV show, and ah. uh, it was it was black and white. It was absolutely stunning, absolutely stunning. The detail in it was incredible. There's a lot of hair detail in it, and man, be beard, detail, very yes. And it, it but it's it still it looked wild. It was a black and white rendition. It was phenomenal. There's two images. They were both you know, and I kept looking at those on Netflix, thinking like, wow, this is very cool. Anyway, so then later on, I found out that a mutual friend of ours was responsible for creating that image. I and, know. Right. I think I think you probably do, but um, what really struck me because I um, yeah. eventually got to see the original photographs that were taken that were taken oh. for this <laughs> particular shot, and Perfect. they were,
1: and they were oh, literally. No. No, no, no. This is a good point. I want to make a comment after your comment. Yeah, go ahead. So, so I was shocked to see
0: how bad the original photographs actually were. I mean, it was literally like somebody just flipped out their like you know, flip phone from two thousand and eight and taken some like partially overexposed images of that particular actor. And I know that that's kind of what happened because I know this you know, I was told yeah. the story behind these images. Um, you know, it was just like offset, you know outside of the um the, of the studio grounds, whatever you know somebody's just taking these these couple of snaps, and they basically uh, formed the the basis to these amazing images. And of course that is, to me, that was like incredible skill. I mean, it's, you know, that
1: is, that blew my mind. Those people you're talking about are very skilled on top of having these new tools. Yes. Nothing outweighs or nothing can beat skill and skill always will be better than AI. Did I just say that? Yes. Yes, that's true. Um. Uh, skill will always win the day and um, uh, these people you're talking about and I'm familiar with their work um, it's quite remarkable uh, what they're doing which brings up a point I love to see behind the scenes I love to see you You and I can learn so much by seeing the before and after right because we can you know we can run the calculations and I, I like to do that But i find myself hesitating to show the before um because i think it's going to two things (laughs) i think it's going to show them how far i pushed this from the original and also the second one is i get so many trolls jumping on the bridge and going I like the original better. <laughs> if I so, I sorry. I'm turning this interview back on you. Do you show your befores to educate um, others? and argue? so to
0: educate. Has, yeah, to educate. Yes, I mean, yeah, of course. So if it's you know, if I'm if I'm sort of describing a particular process and I want to here. showcase how you can get from point A to point B. Yes, I'll you know, i do show the the before's. I mean um, you know, a lot of the time, most recently, of course for those listeners and viewers who've been listening to the last few episodes um of the podcast, you, you will know this. You know, I started making um, tutorial videos for platypod. And so I'll demonstrate I demonstrate the whole process of how I can create the, the final image um in great detail. And of course it always starts with something that looks less than great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then it's about it's about taking somebody through the process, you know, whether that's um, whether that's a physical oh, and I have to say, it's, it's mainly a physical process of like lighting and, you know um, the, the uh, so <clears> the, <throat> the videos I do for about are not necessarily um, that heavy on the on the editing per se I will run through the editing process, but it'll be heavily abbreviated, you know, I'll basically say okay, I'll do this in Lightroom then I'll hop over to Photoshop and i do this and then, you know, I'll finish it off in Lightroom
1: and There we are that that, that's a gear that that, that's i love to see where people put the lights and where you put the platypod um its location and then i can uh i I can I, i essentially copy things yes yes i do why do i look at instagram and facebook i look for ideas that i can copy yeah yeah but copy and add a bit of creative twist to it but um you're that that's a little bit different than than me showing this you know I'm not showing them where I put my lights I'm showing them this raw image like these two did with um, the um, Netflix um, ad the black and white you spoke of earlier it is so raw um, and shocking um, that I think it distracts people that's the thing I was going to say it distracts them from looking at my image just as a piece of artwork. And they are going, they, they, just like you with your light sources, your, um, your gels, you were a little disappointed. And I don't want to disappoint anyone. I want them to look. That's like seeing behind the scenes of making of the Mona Lisa. Do we want to see what she really looked like? and what the setting was i'm not sure because it she might have been really ugly and and he's his imagination the in the painting um mm-hmm. that's what i want to see i want to i want to enjoy the moment of art and that's why i post my images on instagram i want you to enjoy it and not Criticize it, um, and of, you're right. This, of course, this is one of the dangers of
0: of showing the behind the scenes, in a sense, is because you know yeah. very often, and this this is this can be true for you know books that you love, or or TV shows that you love, or whatever you know, or, or, or images, of course, or statues. I mean, what if what if you know? I mean, we marvel at at um, Michelangelo's mm. David, you know, and think oh, how amazing this piece of art is, what skills, and yeah. but what if we could time travel back? And talk to Michelangelo directly about it. What if he said, like, I had never liked it. I think I completely screwed it up. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Worst thing that, I've ever would, That would be really be, disappointing.
1: Yeah. I mean, if he would say those things just like any artist. We're all, um, we're thin-skinned as an artist. And um, we can, I can get, you know, a thousand people who like my image. And it only takes one person, one troll to jump on the bridge. And I'm, I've lost it. I ruined my day. Um if not a month. And so I I want people to see it, but it's that sort of closed mind. I want them to see it, I want them to enjoy it, but I don't want them to tell me how I'd rather have them unfriend me than tell me how much they hate it. Wow. Of course. Yeah. yeah I think I think that's, you know,
0: that's that's perfectly normal because I think as artists, I think we we of course we love, you know admiration and adoration and all the rest of it um it's of course it's a lot more difficult to to deal with you know negative with criticism um the question is always of course how much attention do we pay to the criticism um i always love this when you know when you when you hear like from interviews with like people like harrison ford or something who just really don't read the press at all (laughs) you know at the
1: point where Um, it's go oh um, you know what we um Oh, should I mention, oh, I'm not going to, we decided not to mention names. So there's this photographer, he's been in the industry for a long time, um, works with Canon. He's in Arizona. There, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he um, he doesn't read his Instagram or Facebook at all. He doesn't look at it. He never looks at it. Um, he has someone else review it for him. And I love, it. and so all of it's filtered through, and then the responses um and in this case, his the reviewer, the person looking at all of it happens to be his wife. and, no. um, okay. and I catch myself sometimes making comments about the um work, and he says, "I'll be reminded, you know this this isn't uh, this is his wife <laughs> you're chatting with right now. It's not not the photographer." There is that, that interesting, and yeah, that's an interesting way that he, he never comes, never has to deal with that. It, it gets filtered through the process, and you can remain the artist that you want to be. And, and one of his messages to his users is become an artist. Be, you are an artist. Accept um, the fact that you're an artist, you're a photographer, you're an artist, you will make the images be what you want them to be um i um i work with uh, julianne cost look i said a name i don't know at adobe and um julianne said something very uh, point very pointed but nicely said to me it makes a good point russ are you posting your images on instagram to please yourself or to please others <laughs> <laughs> And and that's that there, therein lies the whole message that um, you have to post these images to please yourself. And absolutely. Absolutely. And I was, I can get caught up in that. I am a victim um, of, you know, uh, um, I call it the um, addiction disorder, the social media addiction, addiction disorder. I am addicted to likes. And I, I admit it, you know. Um, and it, I like to see them, and I like to get that um, feedback. However, recently, I don't know. We can talk about that other aspect of of life. Is recently with all these algorithm changes, everything's changed. I don't. I think maybe one fourth of my audience must see the stuff I'm posting. <laughs> we'll get into that. There's a, there's another yeah. old podcast. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely, yeah. and you know, you're absolutely right. Of course, it's 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 really mesmerizing to see you know your subscriber rate, you know, increase and and likes and and so forth. Yeah. And actually, just just as I mentioned that, uh, I should just mention that you know, very recently, a couple of days ago, uh, the Camera Tech Podcast actually hit the 1,000 uh, subscriber yeah. barrier on uh, on YouTube, and I'll... there it goes. It's a, a massive thank you out there to Richard Baker, who was the 1,000th I can't even yeah, this, yeah, One thousand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's no, a I difficult even one. Even
0: <laughs> <laughs> the one thousandth uh, subscriber to uh, to the Chemistake podcast on YouTube. Um, massive, massive, massive! Thank you, and uh, yeah. you know, just be reminded if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, you know, make sure you hop over to YouTube and just hit that hit that subscribe oh, button. Yes, it's free; we're, doesn't cost you anything.
1: It's uh, but it it makes my day. Thank you so much for subscribing. We're saying profound things right there, You know about your your podcast and and people liking what you're doing. Um here's my profound <laughs> statement for the day is each day I have I, I just have to stop and tell a, a photographer that you see in Instagram or Facebook tell them how great their work is. You know, um uh give them give somebody a compliment. Um boy, it can make their day. And um I don't know how I Maybe you thirty nine years at Adobe. If I compliment a photographer, it, it blows them out of the water. They're <laughs> going like, "Wow, Russell Brown just gave me a compliment." <laughs> and if I still I feel that. that. I still
0: feel that when you when you comment on one of my posts, I absolutely oh, I do. do. Yeah, Gee, I, I need, to do feel that. I need 100%. To be
1: more aware of that power, and everybody needs to be aware of that power. We all have that power to compliment somebody, and just take the time. To tell them that um, the photo looks great, um, and even of if, course, you yeah. know. and uh, it's, it's yeah. like you know, that's th- this thing. So you know,
0: th- this is a, it's actually a really good example. So you know, I of course, you know, we all like when when somebody um, you know likes an image, or even when they com- when they take out the time to actually write a comment, that's even more of, more of no-no. you know. And of course, occasionally, like for instance, when you know, I get comments like from yourself, for example, or likes something. <laughs> I always think like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's probably not that bad then. <laughs>
1: trust, me. trust me. okay here i'm going to tell you right now if i take the time to write a comment then you have grabbed my imagination you've grabbed my attention you've done something that i wish i could have done um yeah that there there it is in a nutshell um and um i'm envious Oh, gosh. And I'll re- <laughs> There's nothing worse than being envious of the skill of another photographer. And then my mind starts twisting. How can I go do that? I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. that's a, did I see one of your portraits? And then I set up my lights to see if I could do a self-portrait okay. in, in that <laughs> style. Uh, <laughs> yet you have a really nice style that I haven't quite figured out yet. How's he? doing that <laughs> I, the little, I i didn't have any no photographic you know i was darkroom training back in my yeah. days but um my idea of photographic training is going to my friend in arizona um uh and um um bringing in a model because he can't resist a good model walking into the studio bringing a model Hey, could you show me where you might put the lights for this? Yeah, it's very nice to me, and allows me to um, to do that. And um, that's where I've learned. I I look at um, um, okay, I look at Joel Grimes' work, and I analyze how he's doing it. And Joel's the type that will take the photograph, and he has no hesitation telling you that he's manipulated the photograph. Yeah. And then um, um then I also I, I analyzed I analyze the the lights in the eyes for Joel's shots and both for Greg Gorman's shots. A film with Greg Gorman, Mr. Movie Star. Um and so um yeah that's my that's my education in lighting. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but that's a that's actually, you know, I think that's a really important
0: point. Um I think that as a I think skill is important as a yeah. photographer. And yes, you can go in and you can relight things after kind of But actually, when we're, you know, it's just like a, a musician, it's, like let's say as a guitarist, you need to understand, you need to know the instrument, you need to know where the notes are, you need to know how to play the thing. You're a guitarist, um, You need right. to understand that, for instance, you know, the, you can play the same note, let's say in high E or something, you can play it in five different places on the guitar on yeah. five different strings. But every, or depending on how many frets you are, six different strings. Uh-huh. or seven yeah. if you have a seven string guitar never mind. but you can play that, you, know, you can play that same note on different strings, but what you have to understand is is that note will sound ever so slightly different if you're playing it as an open E or if you're playing it, let's say, on a fifth fret on the B string. because uh-huh. it's a different string, it will have a different tonality to it. And when you are creating music, you know you're, the... you, you have to develop the skill to basically think on different levels. What note you play is a yeah. great way to start, but it's just that it's a great way to start. And everything else then builds on that. On that, it, what, you know, what's your string choice? What's your timbre? Like what, what are you going to do with that note? You know, how are really? you going to manipulate it? That's where the music really is. And, and in photography, it's the same thing. It's
1: just light instead of notes. You have hit on a, a very interesting point. The appreciation of music and the appreciation of a fine photograph takes training, and you can appreciate the tonality differences between two different, you know, the guitar strength. I wouldn't be able to discern whether it was a good guitarist or a bad guitarist, but I do know about photography and I can appreciate that's a very interesting point. We can, so if we hear from somebody, who's a musician expert, and tells me, well, that little riff you just wrote is, off. Oh, that, that's amazing. And that high G, yo, when you, yeah, I've never seen anybody do that, that particular key, that um, finger positioning for that, that letter. We'll say that the same of a photograph. And so when we hear a compliment, we can appreciate it even more if we know the person knows how to sing <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah absolutely that was knows the tunes knows that all of the elements of it knows the lighting knows the chords um wow that's not a, that's a nice correlation between the two and being that you are a musician you are a musician as I yes yeah yeah, yeah. i and, uh, see see always in the back of your images
0: um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh, i always say i used to be a musician but of course you uh, it's uh, That's definitely the fact that I, uh, you used to be, you're
1: always a musician, I guess. I always wanted to be a musician, but I have not time to set myself down and focus. Um, uh, I was around musicians in the uh, early 70s and found myself among some musicians, guitar, m- banjo, mandolin players in Mexico of all places. And I went out and bought a guitar and started to play. Because you were around them. But then as I drifted off away from them, I didn't have that influence anymore. And I didn't keep it going. I think, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things you just have to keep up with. You probably do you practice
0: every day. Do you? I, I don't, no, I don't practice every day anymore. I don't I don't get to play every day. Um, I still keep my, so if, you know, I keep my fingers in it. Like, I, you know, I do still play. I, <laughs> uh, under normal circumstances, I play in a little band. I, I don't do it professionally anymore like like I used to when i do professionally however you know i did have to
1: i did have to keep my chops up as they say yeah for sure Um, let's let's switch bring this back around to the conversation in that do we need to set up lights every day do we need to go pick up our phone in my case every day and our camera every day i I think we do i think we have to exercise those things and um i can I, i can forget how to light something you know um or, um, and uh, how did I do that before? Do you know I've actually watched some of my own tutorials to, to remember how I did something? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's 39 years. That's funny. I, yeah. I, I had to watch my own tutorial. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I think um, this practice makes perfect. Um, um, oh, oh, here's another quote from Joel Grimes as another quote. Didn't I promise I'd never mention a name? Um, I, uh, no, I won't make you, uh, um, there's nothing, um, uh, what? Okay. Come on, Russ. Um, hard work will always outdo talent every day. Let's say hard work will always do outdo talent every day. (laughs) I know that sort of, because the, the moral of that story is. That if you work really hard, you're going to the point to a talent. But Joel saw people who were much more talented than he was. But he works his butt off. Oh, I've yeah. never seen anybody work harder. And he will outwork you. <laughs> he will outwork. Yeah. He will outwork you.
0: And that's, to... I mean that's a, exactly. But you're absolutely right. You know, I, I used to say this um, in connection okay. with music, for example you know oh, okay. and this is a, this is a really good example actually i mean again it's the you know the, the correlation between um, you know visual arts and music is that mm. there's so many different similarities there you know i, I remember when you know i'd see people come to me and say like oh well, you know here like oh you're such a talented guitar player da. you know i wish i had your talent and and i'm thinking well what you don't know is that you know i started yeah. playing the guitar when i was 6 and i spent 15 hours a day practicing up to the age of 29 you know so so i don't really think that's talent i actually think if you you could just about take anyone and given that kind of workload you could yeah. probably co- you know create I mean, there, there are probably many people out there that, that. with yeah. that amount of practice would probably play much better than 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 i ever will yeah you know it's to me yeah. it's always been it's it's always been the graft and i approach everything like that for ph- photography being one of those things you know for example yeah. um you know and when we when we started this bit of the conversation i remember you you, you mentioned um Joel Grimes and the way that he likes things, and do you you know you go and you learn from him yeah. I think that is super important it's we're you know we live in an age where it's never been easier than uh, than right now to f- to find uh, out how people do things you know and once you get sort perfect. of a base level of knowledge, you get to the point where you start to be able to um what's the word Backwards engineer imagery and i love doing that you know where i look at an image and i think how the heck did they do that and then i want to try and find out and and often you know you can do a little bit of research and you can know how how things were done but often it's you know you just it's just trial and error you just try and light something you go ah, so that's i thought i thought that would work but it didn't and i wonder why that didn't work and then it's of course the, the thing then is to figure out why it doesn't work. I'm doing exactly the same thing right now. And I'm just gonna let me think when this episode will come out because that will determine whether I can talk about it or not. Let me think. Uh, well we Yeah, I guess. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, yes, we can talk about oh, it oh, because yeah. by the time oh, by the time oh, this episode comes out,
1: this would have already happened. So well, I don't know what your timing is on this episode, but I I just wanted to um you're talking about things that we're working on right now and um, what we're planning to do. And I thought I might just um, mention to your audience that I am um, uh, I am staying around at Adobe for another year. <laughs> I haven't retired yet. And I'm going to focus on um, uh, giving back to Adobe. And so I'm traveling to several offices this year and doing special events. Um I'm not going to the London office, uh, sorry, Um, but I'm going to do um, special hands-on photographic events where I'm bringing this tin-type simulation, where we take the photographs, the portraits, and then we transfer them onto metal, but we do it with modern technology and and a printer. And um, uh, In the U.S., we're using isopropanol alcohol. In Europe, we're going to use... Everclear have you heard of Everclear it's a a, you can drink it it's jet fuel that you can drink ridiculous 99 proof alcohol that can kill you wow and so we transfer these on so I'm going to go to um, the Seattle office and work with the engineers who created Lightroom and Photoshop I'm going to go to the Minnesota office and work with them and I'm going to the Hamburg office in Germany Um, uh, and I'll set up and we'll take um, images and then transfer them onto metal. It's sort of a, you know, the programmers don't often get to do the wild and crazy things I do. like at an Adobe Max where I can bring people together and experiment with imaging. And so I just thought to myself, hmm, why don't I bring that sort of Adobe Max, you know, fun, uh, creative um, Project to a group of engineers who created Lightroom and Photoshop. What do you think? What do you think? Is This a good. I think it's a good idea. It's a good I think it's fantastic.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, it's, it's a, good it's it's good a
1: brilliant idea. excuse to go. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then from um, Hamburg, um, I'll go off to Norway and meet up with the usual suspects in, <laughs> in Norway. God, I just, the, this talk about. I love a good model. Oh my gosh, that as. And my appreciation, you know, I started at Adobe as a graphic designer. I'm doing the annual reports for heaven's sakes. You know, boring, boring, <laughs> and now I have turned myself into a photographer. My gosh, I look at amazing models and I'm just so envious. Like, how did they get that model? Where did they get that model? Who's, who's doing the makeup on that model? I think I could live the rest of my life with a makeup artist, a stylist and an amazing model. And that's what you just, and, oh, oh, and they come in with a new dress or new outfits. And um, this could be a male or female model. Um, yeah, I, that, I'm giving you my, my wish um, that um, that's, ah, gosh, if, some, if somebody said to me, Russ, we're going to bring together five amazing models with amazing outfits. And I've got makeup artists and you can come to it. And it's only going to cost you $20,000. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, it's that bad. It's that bad. Do you have a, what is your, what's your passion? Um, A model, an amazing model, just blows me away. Um, Oh, absolutely. uh, See what? what, So I love, and this is something I've learned about myself actually,
0: only fairly recently, I think. Um, I love working, I, I love photographing humans in. Yeah. Yes, um, you know, in the studio, of course, and you know, I like I like to create um, imagery that's maybe a little bit different from the kind of thing that that we used to necessarily. That I, I have, I think I have a fairly decent sense of humor, although you know, I live in the UK. What can I say? Anyway, so um, you know, so and uh, I like to bring that why out. Of, why did you move to the UK? And you? Oh, sorry, I I distracted. No, 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 it's fine. As I moved to the UK uh, to study music, actually, originally. So that's huh. that's how I that's how I ended up in London there, yeah. um, well, and uh, and then then I got stuck twenty five years ago. <laughs> twenty <laughs> no, no, twenty seven years ago. Yeah,
1: that sounds bad.
0: But this how does this relate to our relationship?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, of course. You... Yeah, oh,
0: oh. yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were, there were two things. So I, I went to music college in uh, in the UK, and um, whilst there was. So the original plan was actually to move um, to the States after oh. um, after graduate. But the reality was that I started working in the, in the industry whilst I was at college. So I got I started to get booked for sessions whilst uh-huh. I was still at college. Um, and so, you know, and then, of course, just like any creative industry, you know, you, you okay. go to one studio and do a session, you get to know the producer, and then they'll call you back. And they go like, oh, I've got this other session. You know, do you want to come record that? And And so, you know, you just... You just start networking and you get to know more and more people and huh. um unlike the u s, where you have a number of different musical centers, you know, you've got l a and New York City and you've got Nashville and so on um in the u k really everything is very much concentrated in London. so the, it feels like the entire music industry happens to be in London. It's not entirely true uh-huh. because you've got Manchester as well, but but really, you know all the the stuff that's happening is actually one way or another is coming out of London and so The um, the kind of you know the the network is pretty small in London. It's it's incredible. I've been in many situations where you know uh, I'd I'd record back in the day. I'd record a record and then um, you know I'd I'd go to the launch party and then I meet people that were also involved in the same record and you go like, oh I didn't. Oh okay cool. I didn't know that guy was involved in this and and it's it's just you know what I mean. I mean it's it's just like it's it's a fairly small place. With, you know, in the best scheme of things,
1: and oh, so sorry, yeah, and I, I
0: I distracted you offline, by the way. I, I that's that's all right, that's no. all right. No, but you know, so and and in in a weird way, I actually I sort of find the world of photography is not too dissimilar, um, in the sense that it's it's a really nice community. Yeah. But it's not necessarily, of course, with the technology that we have today, it's not limited just to one place. Like you know, we're sitting in different places, on almost on opposite sides of the planet and yet we're having this conversation, you know. And um, and so that's you know. And to me, the the vehicle for that was really this podcast, you know, that that really allowed me to actually then connect with people all over the world and you know and and make a thing. But um, but yeah, so coming back to photography there for a minute. Um, <laughs>
1: We're yeah, gonna, <laughs> sorry. <This laughs> really, back well, in pushed you off the yeah. uh, edge
0: there. Sorry <laughs> when, about. When people talk, start talking to me about music, it's I can go off on a tangent. But, okay. but anyway, you so you know the, the thing about so yeah. one of the things I've learned uh, fairly recently, like I said, you know, I I love photographing people. I I I love um, working ah. with lights, and I, I love experimenting, and I love yeah. you know um, moving things around. And I think again, photography is not too dissimilar from music, you know, my, my wife always said like when we first got to know each other, like I used to have tons of guitars and amplifiers, now I have tons of lights and cameras. It, I always come
1: with a lot of equipment. It doesn't matter what it is. I cleaning, I was just cleaning out my room. Um, my kids moved out of the house and so we just right. took over their rooms and turned them into. One is a photo studio and the other one's an art studio Go at yeah. uh, um So we were on um, uh, our favorite, uh, a model, a model, wouldn't you? Uh, don't you want to work with a makeup artist and a stylist? Come on. Oh, absolutely. So, so for me,
0: you know, like I said, you know, I, what? I come from a, a place in my head where I, I love working with humans, with models. You know, I love, yeah. I love lighting you. There's something to me, there's something very special about, uh, lighting. The human shape and the human face, and so of and, and and garnering out that expression as well That's another thing I love. Is is you know human expression of facial expressions and stuff, um, and the stories that I can tell and so on. Um, but what I've recently learned about myself is, is that I I really love working on location. That's that's just something more. Um, I don't know. there's just something wild about that. You know that you 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 match. The model with the location and the background, yes. and you create something that actually that tells even more of a story. And of course, you know, again, as listeners and, and viewers of this podcast will know, I've recently spent some time in Norway. That um, us full
1: circle. You've just brought us full circle. I will never, you and I will never give up going on location. We're not going to type it into a computer and go on location. It's not, yeah. no, that's not gonna happen. Except for maybe um, Space Girl on Mars. Uh, no, I'm gonna- t I'm <laughs> Even then. <laughs> I'm gonna take that model and go to the desert and create a Mars-like location. It's just, yeah. th- that is, I, I cannot imagine myself giving up going on location and traveling. And um, yeah, that that's and, something- you know, this- there's yeah, something that
0: happens, you know. There's something that happens, and again, I'm, uh, yet again, I'm drawing a, a, relation, a, a comparison to music. You know, when, as Where a you musician, go- when you, when you when you get into a rehearsal studio with other musicians or, or a studio in general, and you start coming up with ideas, you know, you yeah. start working on a song, for example, it's the 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 sum of all of the brilliant brains that come together to create something. The sum of that is always much bigger. Than anything that you yourself could have possibly come up with in the first place, and this is the yeah. thing, and it always takes like different turns. And, and again, the same thing is true in photography. Like you know, example being, um, you know, working with uh, with rule Vermeer in uh, in Norway. Yeah. Absolutely loved it because actually, as a model, he was able to to bring something to the party that just um, that elevated anything yeah. and everything that yeah. I could could have come up with from the outset and that's really what i love with working with other people and you know that includes there, makeup artists only,
1: so there was only one rule <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah he is a character he is he knows his modeling so well and um i was really fortunate um to come across him in my you know, my research online i uh I think you now know rule because of me. I, I mean, yes. let me just trace this Correct. back. I find him online because he's so out there and go, go, go. And then I I invited him to LA, but that didn't work out. Um, and um, then went to Amsterdam to do that photography. He's very special in the industry. He he has all of his own equipment, he has all of his own outfits and when he puts on the outfit, he goes into character and you and I both know we have yeah, one Viking. It's just like, what do you want me to do now? What, what, how, what am I supposed to be looking at? <laughs> no, yeah. Ruhl just turns into a Viking and you just happen to be there to capture him. Um, being the Viking on the coast of Norway. Yeah. We can get into um, uh He's, um, uh, quite a find quite um uh, oh, as, absolutely. A yeah. yeah
0: and um, in fact if you, if you are again if you are listening to the uh, to the audio version or of course you're watching on on YouTube um, I did interview rule on the show um, a few weeks back I will put so a link that's... um up here somewhere if you're on YouTube um but yeah do me a favor and check that out very interesting to hear um, you know t- to hear a, a model's perspective to photography
1: yeah 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 um yeah he has a goal in his mind. It is so clear. He wants to become famous. I think he wants to become a famous movie star, doesn't he? <laughs> he truly oh, yeah. does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he, he would love television to come along. He's got a friend, um, the, um, the, uh, Dutch giant. Are you familiar with the Dutch giant? Oh, yes. I've heard right. of him. Yeah. And he's appeared in some, um, movies, uh, recently, um, Harrison Ford movie, um, and also um, another uh, movie, gosh, what was he in? He was even in, yeah, it was um, it, with Harrison Ford. I was thinking it was um, 007, but I think it was Harrison Ford. Um, and um, Raider's uh, Lost Ark movies, And oh. so um, he's had that taste. And so he's seen his friend capture this moment in getting on screen and being this character. And i geez, he must, he must, that's what he's striving for, to... Get that visibility to be that person, um, and he's also. also he, I wonder why he missed his opportunities. He's always wanted to go to LA I, I, and, and you know see the LA scene, the Hollywood scene, but it was during COVID, and so things got a little confusing, and we didn't quite get there. Um, 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 uh, uh, do I have any? You said some profound things. You you said some profound things today. I've got to come up with something else profound. Um, And I think it's just um, the creativity are are tools uh, like rule. I think you have to have a vision of where you're going and don't give up. Um, Strive um, every day. Get out there. Show off your work. Don't be shy like myself. You know, I'll hesitate posting something. Oh, Is
0: anybody going to like it? <laughs>
1: and, oh, just put it out there. Um, have you ever taken anything down because you didn't? I, I'm asking you another question. Have you ever taken anything down the next day after you posted because it didn't quite come up to your level? Like, you know, that really wasn't one of my best images and I'm going to bring it down. Have you ever done that? I yeah, I've taken that, yeah,
0: I've ta- I've taken stuff down where you know I just I looked at it the following day and I thought actually no that's not you know because hey, sometimes was, in the heat of the moment you know the, the problem is always that when you're when when you spend a lot of time with a particular image let's say you're editing it and you you know um, you're almost like you're, you're self hypnotizing yourself into thinking oh this is great this is great but then when, uh, once you had a little a little bit of a break from it. My,
1: yeah. Um, you come back to Nico like, actually, that wasn't That's always That's the test I do. Um, oh, I know what I have to tell everybody my workflow. That's my test. I'll do it one day and then you have to look at it the next day. You have to open it up. It's a fresh, fresh new image. You bring it up on the screen as if you're looking at it on Instagram. And if you don't have that rush that comes over, you like, wow. If you don't have that yourself after you've looked at it the next day, um, then, um, it's, we both know there, there's that, that's a, There's that moment where you go, this is damn good. <laughs> I need to pose. It. Yeah. And then, well, this is okay. If I, um, if I send an image off to one of my friends, um, and ask them their opinion of it, then <laughs> it's yeah. not worth it. It's not worthy. It's, um, uh, you, we both, we have to know that it's right and it, it hits the mark, and it's it has the one point. What's that? One point two seconds that people are scrolling. If you don't catch me in yeah. one point two seconds, then um, they're on their way and you're gone. <laughs> and often, you know, the other thing that happens though, you know,
0: sometimes is uh, you know, actually not only sometimes, quite often. I, you know, I create an image and I think that I'm really into that image. I think, wow, this is awesome. You know, it's amazing. And I'm sort of, you know, I'm very proud of, of that particular image. that's saying. I'm, I'm thinking like, this is amazing, you know, blah, blah. Then I post it and then there's like hardly any reaction to it. That, um, it, it and you know. on one hand, I'm sort of a little bit, maybe I feel a little bit disappointed because I think, well, <sighs> I like it so much. How come nobody else seems to, um,
1: and then maybe it's right. taken me a little while to yeah. just get over that you know so you know. Well, here's my <laughs> so um I, I know you want to photograph me um and i uh that's my one problem in life is that i photograph well and i can take on a character i think i think i can outdo rule, <laughs> <laughs> know can out-do rule. Um, and so yeah i'll go to a location and uh, Russ, can we take some pictures of you? Well, I can't take pictures of myself. That's my fault. my biggest regret in life. I can't get behind the camera of taking pictures of myself. I'm stamping on the, the as the microphone. Who is stamping on the table? Um, the microphone. Uh, yeah. You want to, you want to take a picture of yourself. You want to, um, um, be behind the camera. You know, I just got a little remote control clicker. I see you're taking portraits of yourself as well. Are you doing remotes? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so I either do remotes or
0: I set it to, um, you know, like twenty shots in a row, basically uh, or something like that. Yeah. So um, I do. I do both. It, um, so I used to. I used to only work with a remote, and I used uh, to have it tethered to a screen. So basically, you know, I would. I would take a shot, and yeah. then. I would study it and i would go like okay i need to move this head this way and make that little that. adjustment and then i sort of inch myself closer to the final sort of image like a good example would be um i did a, a, a three heads in a, in a row shoot off myself where i'm slicing lemon in midair so i, just, I you know so for, for this shot i sketched out the basic image beforehand so i knew where the knife was going to be and the where the lemon was going to be and so on um but then actually Getting, you know, getting my hands at the knife in the right position and making sure the blade is exactly where it's supposed to be—that really took some time. And it literally just took, you know, taking one shot, moving it a little bit, going, okay, is that where the knife's going to be? You know, click another shot, okay, let's try that. And so, yeah, I used to, I used to remote in a, I think a two or three second delay. So it'd be basically click the remote, throw the remote away, pause,
1: boom, you know, look at it. I will go in to the shot and just look around, you know, click, 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 click. Mm. I do the random 100 shots and then I review them and I find one I like. I, so I do I, that too. Yeah, I do that too
0: sometimes. And especially what I'm doing, um, I think in particular when I'm, when I'm shooting myself for thumbnails nowadays. You I know. think that might be good advice
1: maybe where here's another profound thing to say like i'm into profound things today take don't you think people should take portraits of themselves to learn well, from this process yeah definitely. And um, um learn from the posing process learn from the um the The lighting process certainly I can learn a lot from setting up the lights and um, on myself, and so I can mimic to repeat those. Yeah. At the yeah. Next time I do a photograph, I think mean, it's an interesting um, aspect to it. I, but here's the, the I'm a circling back around again. We were mentioning likes, yep. and you're mentioning you post something and um, people you think oh this is really wonderful and then nobody likes it. Well. I go through this it that, this sounds really terrible i go through a oh, post 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 you know outdoor shot scenic shot um uh, uh shot shot of a um, model and you know it's sort of like mm, it's sort of like nobody's even listening and then, okay here i go so then i post a, a self-portrait <laughs> Everyone, every one of my friends will click on a self-portrait. It's sort of like poor Ross. He had to post a self-portrait (laughs) just to get our attention. Isn't that hilarious? Um, I can get more likes and more clicks. Um, Because in 1.2 seconds, they recognize you. And out of pity, they click. They click well, button. but it's, it's it's it's
0: I think it's a. You know, it's probably what's it called, the recognition bias or something. You know, when you recognize something in the image, yeah. you're more likely to pay attention to it. You yeah. know, And and you know, I tell you what, you said something that's uh, that's really really important. Um, oh, oh, oh,
1: I said something. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Everybody. You said a lot said, of things that are very important. Everything I said you said profound. is so profound. I'm ready. Tell me what profound what, what thing you said.
0: That. So, um, one of the things I find a lot is when you know uh, when I teach um lighting workshops, for example. I find that people yeah. uh tend and, to have very little well, those people who come to my lighting workshops very often don't have a lot of lighting experience. Okay. And um but they may actually own
1: <coughs>
0: some strobes or at least some speed lights and maybe some yeah. you know some modifiers like a softbox or or even if it's just a little clip clip on softbox or whatever it may be. Um and I always find it I find it quite fascinating because um I can tell you, I mean it, Ever since I bought my first Flash and my first pop-up softbox, I started taking pictures of myself. Not because I've got a massive ego or anything like that, but yeah. it was because I wanted to learn how to light things and how this actually worked. And you know, it's and, if, and I tell you, I mean, you know, I've used my kids and my wife as stand in models in the past, but their patience will only go so far. You know, <laughs> yes, and uh, you know, and now it's like it's literally. I mean, my youngest daughter is actually really funny. Whenever you know, if I can get her to sit in for me when I'm setting something up, you know, let's say I have a client coming in a couple of hours and I'm setting, I'm setting some lights up, and I just say to her, "Hey, just sit there on this on the stool for a minute, just until I've set up the lights, you know, just so I can take some test shots." And she literally, she's so used to it, she will like be on her iPad <laughs> or something, and just go, "Pling," back to the <laughs> iPad, "Pling," back to the iPad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then. Yeah. Uh, and so, you yeah, know, when you're experimenting, when you're just playing with us and when you're learning, it's, it's never been easier to take a portrait of yourself than it is today. You, we can use apps now, like every, main, every major camera manufacturer has their own, their own app. You can actually, via live view, look at yourself, make sure you're in shot, you know, and then click a button and, you know, and take a photo. And then it'll get but- transported straight onto your... Transported? transfer it straight onto your phone. So you can actually review it straight away. So you can learn so much by doing that. It costs you nothing. It's not like you have to pay for film or anything, you know, oh, and um, y- y- you can do
1: that till the end of time until you've nailed something. You just, oh, you hit on another um, tangent here, cost. Um, it's not a cheap hobby, is it? And um, I I love working with models. And that was my next statement about models. And musicians. I love working with musicians. I love working with models. And I think they worked very hard at getting where they are at this point. I don't pay them for the moment. I pay them for their past skills. I'm missing the right. I'm for their talents over the years. I'm paying for all of the time they spent to get where they are, today sitting in my studio you know the, the musicians yeah i often find that um this my point i'm trying to make a point here is that i find some photographers are cheap and don't pay their musicians enough and don't pay their models enough and so i'm here today to say pay your models and your musicians well they've worked hard to get where they are today and you're going to go around you're going to hey pay them well they're going to be happy <laughs> i love you Hi. Bing. <laughs> yeah. yeah And they you want them to be on the spot ready to go you want them to be happy we both know a happy model or a happy musician is a much better one and um uh, and i'm going to turn around and use their photographs and make myself you know uh, you know look at russ he's a good photographer um but uh sometimes it is the musician or the model um that can make or break you did you know that this podcast was brought to you by the musicians and models association of the world <laughs> we, we definitely <laughs> went down this musician path um yeah i just wanted to make that point about um paying people well and 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 i have heard uh not all oh, he's gonna get it. there's more oh, I'll give you some, I'll give you some images that you can use in exchange for this modeling opportunity. Okay. Now, Kristen, if you tell me that, you know, Russ, I just trade people photographs and I never pay them. (laughs) Don't tell me that. (laughs) But if it's true, just keep on going. Um, I I just, I am fortunate enough. Hey, I am a, I'm a full-time employee at Adobe Systems and I have resources uh, available to me that others don't have. My wife has to remind me of this. You know, Russ, you can fly off to these places. You can go do these things. You can pay these models. Um, you have the resources to do that. Uh, not everybody has those resources. So I also come back and say that if you are fortunate enough to have the resources that I have, then pay your models and um, musicians well. Is that Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. uh, 100%. You know, and again,
0: we can yet again draw a parallel to music. There. Okay. You know, the, yeah. This
1: yeah, is yeah.
0: parallel. As as always, you know, at the amount of times that when I when I used to work as a musician, the amount of times um, I used to hear the words like, oh, you know, come to my party. Do you want to come to my party? And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks very much. Oh, oh yeah, make sure no, you bring your guitar. Oh, and you're like, oh, well, okay, but no, no, do you want me to come to your party? Or do you want me to entertain? Because if you want me to entertain, there's a price on that. Um, the reason why there's a surprised is that it's not because I'm, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a nice guy or I would you know, I, that's got nothing to do with it. The reason why there's a surprised on that is because, you know, I've got to pay my rent and I've got to pay my bills and I've got to make sure that, you know, I keep my, my kids in Netflix. That's, yeah. you know, that is, that's, that's how I make a living. So, you know. The next time I have a lawyer friend, and I'm going to say like, "Hey, come over to my house, wear a few drinks." Oh, and by the way, I'm going to talk to you about this, uh, you know, legal case. Oh my Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's not that's that's not a thing. So, um, you ca- you cannot pay somebody with exposure in the same way that you can't say to yeah. somebody, you know, I, I'll you know I'll, I'll give you some free photos. Well, that's going to make it's going to make no difference to,
1: to most no. people. But, you know, the artists I work with in, um las vegas the performers they know they they're living i know they're living from paycheck to paycheck as a performer in vegas and that and they they went to the gym every day for the last month did i go to the gym <laughs> no did? I did not. um so um yeah i like to pay them for their value uh Absolutely,
0: you know, and there's, there's always some kind of agreement that that you know you can come to. I, I think it's important because the, the reality is, if you're, you know, if if you don't pay a model, that model is not going to stay a model for very long because they, you know, it's the same with a musician. Like ultimately, I can't go out and play gigs for free because what that would mean is I would have to get another job, and then I would I wouldn't be able to practice as much, and I wouldn't have as much time to play gigs, and so it's, it's counterproductive. You know, I, and, uh, and the same thing is true in, in any creative industry, actually, you know,
1: across the board. Um, um, uh, Kirsten, how long were I, I'm, uh, you can cut this out. Beep, cut. beep, beep, cut here. <laughs> um, how long were you going to shoot a uh, run today? Um, it, it's I, completely up to you. Oh, it's up to me. <laughs> it's completely up to you. I'm good. Cause I've, I have to run on and do, um, this is one of the final days of uh, at Adobe before they go on this big holiday break that's coming up. And so I have to go back and check in on some meetings, sure. and um, you can cut this out. Um, so um, maybe I can come up with um, uh, some closing profound thing, or you have some closing question for me. Have we hit all the topics? Have I hit
0: all oh, I tell my what, topics? Oh, I'll tell you what we can do. Is we, can, we can finish it off with just a little uh, sort of prognosis of... of where this whole AI thing will uh, go in the future.
1: Oh, I, do have, I do have some thoughts on where I would like okay. it to go. Okay let, me do, okay, let
0: me ask you that question then. I'll ask you the question. Okay. We'll cut back in here where it's okay. what's the timestamp 124. Okay, cool. So, Russell, we started our conversation talking about AI and all of the things that have happened over the last year. Now, I've been wondering for some time where this... Is going in the future? Like, where's this whole AI thing going to take us?
1: Um, first of all, I think just like layers in Photoshop, um, then there came more after that. We have AI, and I think there's going to be more after that. I think there's going to be something that you and I will be amazed and go, where did that come from? It's something we don't even know about yet. So we, That's what excites me about this industry because there's always something more that we haven't thought of yet. And one of these amazing engineers is gonna come up with some magic and show it off and we're gonna be blown away. It's gonna change our lives again. There will be another time when our lives will be changed again as much as they were with layers as they are now with AI. So that's the, the one thing I know, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see something even more incredible, even though we think this is incredible. But here's uh, my future thoughts, uh, where I would like this to go and I must make my statement now. I'm Russell Brown from Adobe and I work for Adobe at this time, and nothing I'm about to tell you now has been discussed with me, or I've never heard this in a um, meeting, and um, I have no idea whether anyone is even thinking about these ideas at Adobe. These are my own ideas. Okay. Did I make my legal statement <laughs> there? Um, so this is what I want to happen. I want to be able to train AI with my own library of work. And I want, that is my vision. That would be really cool. I've got, you know, thousands of photographs in Uh, in Lightroom for example I've got library catalogs and libraries of photographs in Lightroom and I want to direct that off and say this is now your source Mr. AI and you can use all of my photos and um, I know for a fact that if I type in um, a space cat on Mars. Well, I'm not going to have any space cats. Okay, I, I'm not going to have any. Oh, I'm sad, I'm sad. oh, my wife's in the office here, and so, um, but he's going to have all of my photographs from Death Valley, from Yosemite, um, are all going to be um, available to me from that um, set of um, images. So that is my a future vision: is to see um, an AI trained. And so that the photographs that come back are all mine and, and originate from my images only. What do you think? What do you think?
0: I think that would that would make a lot of kerala people really happy. <laughs> like
1: yeah, I, I think it would it would I, there are times um, when I would want to turn that on and be myself, and there are times I would, I would like to bring others in. And here's the second half of the equation. I want to sell myself. <laughs> I want to go into retirement and say, here's, here's this unit. Here's this learning module called Russell Preston Brown. You can buy that so they can pay for my medical bills <laughs> in later in <laughs> life. And so I want a little bit of the Russell Brown library perhaps you don't get to see it it's it's an equation it's a it's a module and you plug it in to your ai so that you can then pull from that library if you think it's a valuable library um to train um and so you can then buy other people's um resources other people's thinking other people's vision of photography can falls into your own and then um, merge that into your, your workflow. Um, that would be sort of cool a, as well. That um, would be amazing.
0: And of course it would, it would help. It would help everyone to become yeah. an even
1: better photographer in the future. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it would help it, it. I just say it gives you the resources like a, a stock photographer. Um, I think it's the stock photographer of the future is this module that you purchase, um, uh, with all the images be pretty cool so there's my thoughts about the future um i think probably um finish off of that um i think i enjoy it i use it now i can't live without it um and the future is going to be pretty cool that, there there's my conclusion
0: Fantastic. Russell, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. As always, it uh, would have been the last time. I'm sure we'll we'll speak again. Let's
1: let's do it again next at the end of the year because we both know in the next week they will reinvent um, uh, something crazy new will happen between now and this time next um, uh, in December of um, next year. Will Something wild and crazy will have come out. Absolutely. It's it's
0: amazing to think what the future might hold. Uh, Russell, thank you so much for being on the show. Okay, folks, that's it for today. It's always great to have Russell on the show. And as always, before we go, let me just recommend another episode that I think you like. Check out episode 163 with Troy Miller. I'm sure you love it. And if you enjoy our content, consider supporting us on buymeacoffee.com to help us continue creating and bring you more exciting episodes. It really does mean the world to us. And for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, just be reminded that there's a fully-fledged, fully Technicolored version over on YouTube. All you have to do is, well, go over to YouTube, type in Camera Shake, uh, where you can see all of our uh, brilliant guests' photography in full Technicolor, as I mentioned. And remember, you know, do a favor, hit that Like and Subscribe button. That would make our day. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and I'll see you again next Thursday.